Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. Take a look at their lineup. They cover all the bases. They hit all the price points. They have got the reel for you for whatever you do, Daiwa. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can always get us at our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced in Northern Illinois. The engineering work is done by our executive producer, Brad Neerman from Berserk Productions down in Lando Lakes, Florida. On today's show, we talk to Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Dave Kranz is going to visit with uh, Rich Belanger from Take a Vet Fishing, a great organization. And I am excited to be able to have words with the one and only... Dave Mercer from Facts of Fishing, and he is the MC for the Bassmaster Elites, and he will be the MC again this year for the Bassmaster Classic. But first, let me turn it over to Dave Kranz, who will bring on Dan Johnston. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and we are happy to have Dan Johnston back, as always, and he is brought to you by Syncroy, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So this year's a little different. Normally in March, the Bassmaster Classic happens. Uh, this year, because of scheduling and COVID and a lot of different things, uh, it's pushed back to June. So it's going to happen uh, uh, June 11th through the 13th uh, here in uh, about a week and a half on Ray Roberts in Texas. And uh, we, we talk about the Classic every year on this program and what it means to the whole sport fishing world, because it's an opportunity to showcase anglers to people that never see it. And I think this year, the Classic is probably more important than ever because last year's Classic was in in March and all these new anglers that came into the sport fishing world, they haven't had the opportunity to experience one yet, have they? Well, what a great point you're bringing up. You know, the American Sport Fishing Association said that, you know, eight to 10 million new anglers came into the sport last year because of COVID. And now that we have a Bassmaster Classic, granted it is later than it normally is. It's in June instead of March, but what an incredible opportunity for people to learn because these folks can flat out catch them. And not only uh, can they catch them, but they catch them in so many different ways. So I would just suggest that people dial in, follow it, um, it's a really, really cool event, but from a learning standpoint, I mean, Dave, you and I <laughs> are going to learn so much from what these guys do and just watching it, let alone, you know, somebody that's just getting into fishing. It's just a super cool opportunity for, for people to just get an incredible wealth of knowledge in a short period of time. Yeah. I think it's kind of neat that it's not in a close to pre-spawn or spawn time in March somewhere generally in the in the south where it's a, a little bit warmer but it, texas june it's going to be hot it's summer it's post-spawn we're going to see these guys fish at a very high level at a time that maybe they don't get to 
to be out there a whole lot because so many of the tournaments are, are structured not around that that time. What what do you think that's going to do? Besides us learning and everybody else being able to learning what to do there, is that going to affect the type of weights that they have or not? Oh, I, I think they'll still find big fish. I, what's going to happen beyond the shadow of a doubt, a few facts we can make is this is going to be significantly post-spawned significantly summer patterns um you're going to see 10 inch worms and heavy cover and deep water and uh, or heavy cover shallow water wind could be a factor all the things that we've talked about in the past that are you know at that stage you know fortunately they're not going down there a week or two at right after the spawn that can be really tough but they'll be completely settled into summer patterns and it's going to be neat to see some of the things that happen you know people throwing hard heads and like i mentioned big worms uh you know depending on what they can find in wood versus vegetation and you know up here that time of year we're punching fish already so it's going to be it's going to be cool to see them but i promise you they'll get it done oh yeah and, and i'm sure they will now i i, I believe uh, ray roberts uh, has never been held a classic before but the listeners can go to bassmaster.com and get all the information for classic uh week and the events that are going on and follow it and uh be able to watch some of the live streaming and and all of that that's going on. But it's uh, something that we pay attention to, uh, uh, Steve and I do, because of uh, we tape almost every winter that they have from Major League Fishing, Bassmaster, you know, the, the walleye world, the musky world, the crappie world. So we're getting those people on as guests for the podcast. But the listeners can can do that, too, by going to Bassmasters.com and, and uh, watch what's going on there. And, and it's not just an opportunity to learn about tournament fishing but it's a great opportunity to learn about what you can do under the same conditions don't you think well that's the whole point i was trying to make when i mentioned it being to be a learning experience you know for all of us involved because one thing you'll notice is how these folks make changes throughout the day and why they make those changes and and another big point that i would bring up that's Become, it becomes evidence almost every single Bassmaster Classic, Dave, and you and I have done a podcast before on patterns versus spots, mm -hmm. and you see this happen to Classic all the time is somebody will create a pattern, and the reason why that pattern's so important is you can go to your spot, and there's another boat there, especially in the Classic, because these guys are all hammers. They're all on them, and they've all got pre-fishing strategies, and a lot of times somebody will pull up on a community spot there's two or three boats there but you'll see them you'll see them apply patterns throughout the lake usually the top guys have two or three different patterns going it just makes them lethal and it's so fun to watch that's that's probably where i get the most out of it is some of the decisions that they make throughout the day that it's just really thinking outside the box and a lot of times that pays huge dividends absolutely and and i i think a lot of the uh, uh consumers that they uh, retail uh end users of these products will get to learn exactly how to use what they're throwing uh, now more than ever with the live streaming of these guys normally about 10 boats have cameras in them and to see these pros you know do their craft right in front of you and exactly how they do it there and they really can't hide it they're you, they're following their cast they're following the the buzz baits or the walking baits and you see the blow-ups and you know the camera guys they have on these boats are phenomenal and and what a uh absolute 
the best webinar, live uh, seminar webinar in the world is is on your your computer or your phone every weekend. And, and the opportunity to learn here is something that I, I know you and I both wish we had 20 and 30 years ago. The biggest point we could make to the folks listening to this podcast is pay attention watching those guys, whether it's mixing up a cadence on a crankbait or the proper rod angle when they're fishing a bottom contact bait um, or where they're putting their cast and de- determining on the sh- on shade lines. And I mean, there's a method to their madness. And another thing you'll notice is how dialed in they are on every cast. They're expecting that bite. They're watching where that line meets the water and they're not just throwing it around. I mean, and that's the thing that's just awesome. And the closer you can pay attention to detail, um, the, the better you're going to be. I mean, you're, we're learning from the best of the best in this event or they wouldn't be there. And it's just, I would, that's the biggest point that I would make. If you get a chance to watch it, watch it. But more importantly than that, pay super attention to the, to, to the detail in which they fish a bait. And, and in that detail, pay attention to how many casts they'll make at the same exact spot and not give up on it and, and just miss a whole bunch of water to cast to a spot that's 30 feet away. They pick it apart till they get there. They're hitting key areas. And sometimes they throw to the same spot after they just caught a fish there. And, and many times, two or three casts later, they catch another one, especially if those fish are up on brim beds, uh, hard bottom areas, uh, beds where the uh, bass are moving up. There's so many different things, but pay attention to what these guys are doing and you can learn so much. It, it, sometimes it's about covering water and then sometimes it's about uh, covering the right water properly and doing it multiple times. Well, there's no question. You know, I was told a long time ago from a guy I respect so much in fishing, he's deceased now, but um, he told me whenever you catch a fish ever in your life, throw the exact same cast again. You might not get another one, but a lot of times you will. And, and a second point I would make is watch how organized these guys are, though. The way their rods are on the deck, they don't get things in a jumbled mess, even if it takes them an extra second to kind of line things up because they're pros and time is extremely important. And those, you know, that we've always mentioned, Dave, on this on this podcast before, of efficiency is so important. And that extra 10 casts you get, whether you're being competitive or not, or just trying to have a good time in anything we do in our life if we're organized going into it it's just things just flow so much smoother and these guys epitomize that on the water they they do and then people will notice that they have 20 rods on the deck but um Ryan Thrift told me, he said, if I don't have all those rods on my deck, there might be a bait that I'd like to throw just once, and I and I don't do it because it's in a rod locker, and too many times he's picked up that rod to make that one cast, and it's caught him a fish that made a difference in the day. That's, that's how important it is, and you're right. That rod doesn't just get thrown back on the deck willy-nilly. It gets put back in that same spot. These guys have an order at which they place their rods, and most of the time, the, the easiest and most successful ones are the ones that they're going to use the most frequently. And there's just so many little tips that the uh, consumers can pick up from this. And, and the coverage on this has always been so phenomenal, the uh, photography. And it's truly something that even if you're not at a higher level that you really need to pay attention to for a little bit, don't you? Yeah, you do. It just no no matter what level fishing you're in, from from the way they set the hook to to the types of lines they use with different baits, to the lengths of rods they use. Like I said, there's there's a method to the madness, and the the guys that are in this tournament that are at that level have have all their t's crossed and their eyes dotted. I mean, really down to the nth degree. It's 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 
pretty amazing that the level in which they fish at it. Also notice their casting accuracy and their presentation. If they're in shallow water and they're fishing a jig, for example, you'll notice how they underhand flip that thing and it lands like a little leaf on the water instead of bombing in there when it's only 10 inches deep. And all those things make a big difference on how many fish you're going to catch. So I'm not saying we can all go out and cut, copy, paste and do it, <laughs> but we can certainly see how it's supposed to be done. And we, we can strive to, to, to be, you know, close to that someday. And cause it'll certainly make us better. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again for being on the podcast and we truly appreciate it. Thanks Dave. That was Dan Johnson talking about the Bassmaster coming up here very quickly, June 11th, 12th, and 13th, uh, Ray Roberts, Texas. Find out all the information you'd like to know about it on Bassmaster.com. This segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and we will be right back after these messages. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. One of my favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that the guests that we have on this segment have a passion for the outdoors, and our next guest, who's been on before, has, has uh, never displayed anything but a passion for the outdoors and everything that he uh, applies his uh, knowledge and craft to. He is Rich Belanger. He is ex Executive Director of the Take a Vet and Operation Fishing Freedom Organizations. Welcome back, Rich. Good morning, David. How are you? I am doing good. So. Uh, Give us a little update. You know, we're coming out of uh, COVID in most states, and uh, I know you guys operate a lot in the mid upper Midwest, but uh, give us a little update as, as to what's going on with your organizations. I'll give you a quick rundown on our Take uh, a Vet Fishing uh, nonprofit. Uh, typically, six events a year, uh, 150 vets, 75 guide boats, and it's a big day of uh, festivities. A day of getting back is what we call it, but uh, due to the COVID, obviously, we had no events last year. And the first three events this year 
we've been limited to 20 vets a day with 10 guideposts. So with that being said, I mean, it's not what we're accustomed to, but at least we're getting 40 guides or uh, 40 vets out each weekend. And that's a benefit to those guys. COVID's taking a real hit on those guys and girls, and it's, uh, they need to get out. Absolutely. Because of the lockdown. <clears throat> no, they... One of our, on a different topic, uh, you know, on the filming side of Operation Fishing Freedom, which we'll get into, uh, one of our guys from season three committed suicide two weeks ago. So that's what these guys are faced with, and they need to get out. I mean, it's a very tough situation for those people. It, it is, and it's a very important uh, job, and it's a very uh, important to recognize the needs of these people that, um, you know, what they did is was for everybody in this country. So we definitely owe them uh, uh, a great debt of gratitude as well as uh, why we have the freedoms we have today. So, um, you know, before we get any before we get any further, we'll give this again, but um Operation Fishing Freedom or Take a Vet, uh, fishing.org, both of those, operationfishingfreedom.org is how people could go to donate um, or find out how they could do uh, time or boats or or uh, money yes. that you could use. Um, yeah, you know, the takeavetfishing.org is where you would sign up to go uh, volunteer either as a guide for a day or anything else that we need volunteer help for. Um, the Operation Fishing Freedom, now that's the television side of our nonprofit, uh, where we do not have any uh, signups for volunteer or anything of that nature. So all volunteer goes through takeabetfishing.org. Okay. So two separate entities uh, founded by the same people and governed by the same board of directors. One is just in person and one is just a documentary on the lives of uh, our military men and women. And and you don't need them to uh, volunteer uh, time or boats or, I mean, you go, everybody's maybe the, the logistics of where they're at, but they, but they can certainly make a donation. Is, is that available on both sites if they wanted to, to donate? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in fact, I'd like to challenge, you know, the listeners. If we could get 100 of your listeners to donate, $20, that's it, only $20 each this weekend during the Memorial Day Remembrance. That money, that $2,000, can get another vet through PTSD treatments that we offer uh, on behalf of uh, actually both organizations. So it's about 2000 to get them. There's a couple of different avenues that uh, we send them through, but the results are highly, highly successful. Excellent. And that's it. I mean, for twenty bucks, you could uh, you'd be making a, a major, major difference in uh, a veteran's life. And, and uh, we'll give those uh, those dot uh, orgs again here at the end. Uh, so what what's going on uh, with your events now? We're coming out of COVID. Are they still on a partial uh, fill list? Uh, what, what are we doing going yeah. forward here this summer? I've got one more partial event the weekend of June 12th and 13th in Madison, Wisconsin. Those are both filled up already. Uh, as we roll into August, we'll be at Lake Mille Lacs in August. We'll be 
uh, like Manitaka in September, and those are going to be full force events. Uh, 150 on the veteran side, 75 guide boats, uh, another probably 30 or 40 volunteers. Um, so we are scheduling to go ahead with full events on the last three. We'll be in Eagle River, Wisconsin, uh, second weekend in October as well. So we're planning for full field uh, until somebody says no. But I think everything should be good by then as far as restrictions and so forth. It's so looking we'll like it. Definitely looking like it's going to be open. Uh, things are going to keep opening up. More and more people are getting vaccinated and uh, uh, less people are getting uh, COVID. So uh, we can only only hope that that's, that's the case. On the uh, Operation Fishing Freedom side, how many uh, episodes are being done a year? Well, we're running about eight to ten episodes right now. We just went through a branding, a rebranding of it to Operation Outdoor Freedom. We had a couple of problems with the name Operation Fishing Freedom, number one. Uh, somebody was scrolling by it uh, on Discovery Channel. They may not watch it because it has to do with fishing. Uh, number two, not all the vets want to go fishing. It is a, a place uh, for them to relax and really open up on the water, but they don't all necessarily want to do that. So we rebranded to Operation Outdoor Freedom, which opens up the door to camping, hiking, uh, UTV, uh, anything that has to do with the outdoors where they're comfortable with that. And what that also does, it takes pressure off us trying to find partnerships within the fishing industry because we know how tight those things are all the time. So now we have the ability to reach out to the non-endemic sponsors that want to become involved with the veterans and you know, since we uh, talked last last October, um, a lot of things have changed with Outdoor Freedom. We were one of the original 12 on the Water to Fish Network, which is a big bonus. Uh, we've signed partnership deals with YBX, Christie Coolers, FVP Motor Parts, and then we just signed a really, really nice deal with the folks at Winnebago. So those are the brands that... Uh, along with our existing brands that have really come on during mid-season, which is unusual because budgets typically are set and nobody's going to add anything during the middle of their fiscal. But these uh, last four companies that got on board during the middle of their deals, and, and they really care about uh, what we're doing with the vets and documenting their lives and preserving those stories for future generations. So we're truly uh, pleased to be affiliated with those partners. That's excellent. Uh, the outdoor industry has actually benefited uh, from COVID by getting more participants as people uh, were restricted as to what they could do in groups and uh, kids and families with uh, sports not being able to do that. Many, many people gravitated to fishing, hunting, camping, bicycling, anything outdoors has really flourished during these times. And, and we're not going to lose all those people. Many of those people, I think, came back to a simpler time of spending more time with friends and family and, and being together. And, and I think we, in many ways, got away a little bit from that 24-7 mentality where uh, you got to be doing something all the time. And, and uh, those those companies coming on board, I, I think, have, have benefited from, from 
this change of, of heart and mind uh, by people uh, spending more time that way. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have such a great list of people that are sponsoring this and, and supporting you. Well, it's, it's, very, it's so refreshing because, you know, most times when you talk about partnerships, it's about how many turns you're going to get at the register, right? How many rings you're going to get, how many turns every year, so this and that. And uh, These guys really, really care about the veterans, which is, uh, you know, that's aligned so perfectly with us. That that's, just, that's what we're all here for. Oh, yeah. and and I don't get rich, don't get rich on uh, partnerships. Nobody in our organization does, but everything that happens benefits the veterans so and those companies get it so it's been a they've been a great asset yeah, and I think people have to realize that with the charity uh, organizations and, and what they're doing, when they do give this something like this, it, it's for a good cause. And uh, yeah, there's people that are making a living within those organizations, but uh, you're going to have to have top level people to orchestrate to make it successful, just like you do in any other business. You still have to run it as a business. So um, it is a, a very, very good good organization. And uh, we have always uh, supported it here on the, the podcast and have had many people uh from your organization on, and uh, I, I think it's good. Uh, any plans of doing anything differently next year? Are there are there more events going to be planned for 2022 or about the same, or anything you can let us know as to what, what we have to look for uh, going forward? You know, the standard half dozen will always be in place, but we are, we had to skip a new venue this year in Michigan because of the regulations. We were all set to roll on that. That was going to be a great one. Um, but I would guess for next year that we'll add two new locations. Uh, Eagle River is new for us this year, so uh, I can only imagine that's going to be a wonderful event. Um, but yeah, we'll try to shoot her up to uh, probably eight or nine on the take event side. So there'll be plenty to go around. Still, you know, mainly in the Midwest region. Uh, for us to branch out too far is going to require a lot as far as logistics and hauling boats, trailers, pontoons, you name it, to a location. So uh, for right now, we'll stay in the Midwest. We don't have any chapters, so uh, it's just the seven of us. Okay, just the main organization. So, And, and once again, we want to... Uh, uh, ask people if they want to donate uh, to Operation OutdoorFreedom.org. They can go on there and find out how to how to donate uh, monetarily. And if the uh, people want to uh, donate uh, time or boats or find out if there's uh, an event near them that they could possibly help participating in at whatever level, that's TakeAVetFishing.org. Uh, Correct. Okay, anything else you'd like to add? We definitely appreciate having you on the podcast. Yeah, those... Uh the take event locations are listed on the website as well as the dates. Uh, there's, you know, you have the ability to sign up as a veteran, a volunteer, or through a guide. Uh, it's whatever you really want to do. Um, or if you want to just donate to uh, take event, uh, there's a button right on that site as well. So there is no donation that is too small. None. That never is. And, and you guys can use everything that you got. In the nonprofit world, anything is a bonus. So, for those that do decide to uh, donate uh, on this Memorial Day weekend, we truly appreciate your help. And just know for certain that a vet will uh, be represented with that um, contribution. Excellent. So. Uh, 
Thanks for being on again. That was Rich Belanger, Executive Director of Take a Vet Fishing and Operation Outdoor Freedom. Uh, I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. We will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. We Fish ASA is back. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is not here. He is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. You know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. I'm excited to have our next guest on. He, he wears a number of hats. Um, everybody is, is aware of him for being the host of the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, the host of the Bassmaster Classic. He is indeed a star in that regard. He's also the host of a television show called Facts of Fishing. Uh, he does a podcast. He does a number of other things. Uh, he's a media superstar, one of the nicest guys in the business. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Dave Mercer. Hey, David, how are you doing? Well, I, I really only come here for the intro, to be honest. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, and, 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 you, and once again, you delivered. Uh, that's, thank that, you very much. Dave, that's good because I hate to say it, but we're out of time. I spent so much time on the intro, we're, we're done. So I have a great time at the Classic. And uh, in, 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 in all seriousness, let's let's talk about this. Uh, um, I said you're, you're most well-known as being the, uh, the MC host of all of the BASS events. What, what does Dave Mercer want to be known as? Employed, really. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not picky. Uh, well, wherever you know me, I'm glad you know me. Um, and, and, you know, I, I my whole life I, I heard about people. You know, you hear about actors and different people like that that, that 
you know, hey, he doesn't want to be known for this role or that role. I mean, I'd just be happy to be known. So if you if you enjoy what I do with Bass, thank you very much. If you enjoy Facts of Fishing, thank you very much. But I'm just somebody that's been lucky to literally live out their dreams and 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 in multiple dreams. You know, when I was a little kid growing up, I wanted to host a fishing show, but I also wanted to be part of of the Bassmaster Classic and all of these things. You know, I've been lucky to have come together. So. So the long answer is just to the, um, straight to the point. I just want to be known as employed. You know what? Who who are you kidding? You want to be known as employed? Well, it, it, things would have to change because you really haven't had a for real full time paying job in a long time. Well, I mean, my family gets along with me better when I travel. What can <laughs> I tell you? No, you you know, Dave. Sir, you are you are a perfect example of what it takes to be a, a huge success in fishing. Nobody has one job. Uh, you go to work every day, you do the same thing, you get a paycheck at the end of the week or twice a month or whatever, and, and things are good. You are a great example of what it takes and having to put so many different things together. And I don't care if you're, you're the best fisherman on, on, the, on the tour, uh, and I, I go change leaks and say Kevin Van Dam, you know the the winningest guy of all time, and what he's made. He just doesn't do that by getting putting the back in the boat in the water and going fishing. He's got an awful lot of balls in the air to to uh, move into move and move forward and take care of his family and what he does. And I say I, I can't even describe Kevin Van Dam as as employed. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, and that is really the truth about the fishing industry. If you look at it, and I think most things nowadays, I mean, people do so much more than they once did. And, and with social media and with, with it constantly growing and constantly having different ways to contact people that are nice enough to be into what we're into, whether it be tournament fishing, whether it be a TV show, it's so amazing now because before you used to just put that out and, and you wait for viewer feedback. Well, now it's instantaneous, but, but it's also a monster that is never satisfied. You're, you're always having to feed it. So yeah, I think we all do a lot of things, but, but really I would have it no other way. I mean, and I know Kevin is the same. I mean, we're living a, a dream and, and, you know, yes, sometimes that dream becomes a nightmare travel-wise and things like that. But but on outside of that, every single thing I do, whether it be a podcast, whether it be MC in a tournament, whether it be hosting a charity event, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, hosting a TV show. They're all things that I look forward to doing and, and I'm lucky to do. So, so yeah, it's busy, but, but it, it's busy with good things. And on top of that, I don't know. Think of all the people you know in your world. It doesn't matter what business they're in. And think of the most successful people. Like people you think that are just successfully, not just financially, but, but happiness and everything. Very few of them just sit around. I mean, they're all busy doing things. So I, I, I like to be happy and, and uh, I like my wife to think I'm successful. So <laughs> I'm busy. Oh, that is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Hey, and you do have, you do have so much going on. Uh, Facts of Fishing is going strong. Uh, the, the show, the tip series, uh, they have been big for a long time. We can see it on the Outdoor Channel, World Fishing Network, uh, other places. You're you're all over. You're all over YouTube, and that's keeping you busy. And 
You have entered into the podcast business with a very successful podcast, and uh, of course, your 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 uh, uh, your tournament emceeing uh, uh, gigs that you do for Bassmasters uh, take up a lot of your time and, and make you exceptionally visible. I said this to you the last time I talked to you. I said, uh, "Oh yeah, Dave Mercer, that funny guy that does the." Uh, uh, that does the, uh, the the fishing stuff and the announcing, and uh, he's a real hoot. And I was talking to uh, Jim Sarek, host of Muskie Hunter Television, uh, probably the biggest name in the world of muskie fishing. He said, hey, man, don't you sell that Dave Mercer short. That guy can <laughs> fish. Uh, he, he says uh, he, he may be the best fisherman in Canada, and there's an awful lot of good fishermen from Canada but he, he is as good as it gets, and, and you go north of the border, the man is a virtual god up there. And I said, that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Well, I, I thank Jim for the kind words, and um, I, 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 I definitely don't think I'm a god, but every once in a while I get to catch him. But that's also, you know, I take that as a compliment, too. Every once in a while when I run into somebody and they'll be like, Hey, I had no idea that you, that you were a pro angler to start with. I have no idea that you, I just thought you were an announcer. And to me, that's a compliment because at one time, you know, the last thing you want to do is, I mean, if I stand out and people think I'm an announcer and that's what I do, you know, I don't want to look like a repurposed fisherman. You know what I mean? And there's times where that is an advantage. You know, when you're doing live commentary and that sort of thing, your, your knowledge of fishing helps, but, but but life's about different opportunities and trying different things. And that is one of the, you know, in some ways, some people would look at that as an insult, like to think that people wouldn't have known that you do this other thing. But to me, that's a compliment. That means that you're doing the one job okay enough that they actually think that's what you do. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you're, you're, you're coming off as very humble, but I know when we're done, you're going to hang up the phone, turn to your wife, Sarah, and say, hey, Sarah, I'm a god. I don't know if you realize that. But you are married to a god. <laughs> well, I, I will play that part of, the, of this interview over and over. Yeah, it's my yeah. new ringtone. Hey, you know what? If if you introduce yourself at the classic and said, "Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm Dave the God Mercer," you don't even have to give me credit for that. All right, that'd be cool. Hey, you know, ser ser yeah. seriously though. You're a good fisherman. Obviously, you know, if you watch facts of fishing, besides being entertained, it is extremely informational. You can become a better fisherman watching an episode. There's always something there that ups everybody's game. Uh, you're good. Do you ever get jealous when you're standing on stage at an elite or a classic and say, man, this should be me. On the other side of the microphone, I should be fishing the elites. I should be getting a trophy at the Classic. Is, is there ever any uh, anguish in your mind that, that it didn't work out that way? You know, I get asked that all the time. And people, I, I think people don't believe me, but I swear to you there is no part of me that wants any part of that. Just simply because... I mean, sure, everybody wants to win the classic. Everybody wants that moment of holding the trophy over their head and, boom, fireworks, and it's awesome. But but I don't want to live the life that those guys, and that's why I think I'm okay at my job on the stage because I have so much respect for all those anglers and everything they go through, the amount of travel that they do. I mean, 
I get to fly to most things. I, I'm home with my family on a weekly basis. Some anglers are away for two months, three months at times, depending on where they're traveling to. So everything that they put up with. And also, I also have a front row seat to see just how good they are. And it's a lot easier to look good on your own TV show <laughs> than it is to look good in a tournament where you're competing against the 100 best anglers in the world. So I... But but it's so funny that you mentioned that, too, because I swear to you, I went to 10 classics before I worked for Bass. And I remember sitting there in the crowd thinking, because in my early 20s, I decided I'm going to focus more on TV for that very reason, because I don't want to be gone as much as some of these guys are. Well, so I remember sitting in the crowd thinking, man, did I screw up? Should I have focused on fishing these tournaments so that I could do this one day, be part of the classic? And ironically through crazy turn of events, I end up being a part of the classic. So, no, I'm never the guy holding it, but as I tell everyone, for the last 11 or 12 years, 11 years, I guess, running, I have been the second last person on the stage. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> That's a good way to look at that. Hey, you know, you're an honest guy. There's no doubt about that. And I think any of these fishermen, whether they're getting a check at an elite or getting the big trophy at the Bassmaster Classic, if they were honest... And you said you've been asked that question so many times, and I know that these guys probably have never been asked that question, but if I went up to Hank Cherry last year when he was getting the trophy on stage at the Classic and said, hey, Hank Cherry, do you think you could do Dave Mercer's job? If he was honest, he'd say, no way in hell could I do what that guy does. <laughs> well, um, uh uh, I don't know. I mean, wait, 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 I, wait, wait. I am, I, am, I getting, am I getting Dave words. Mercer speechless there for a second? Kind of. Oh, I mean, let me let you in on something about me. I can go out on the stage and be an idiot. I can do whatever people do not intimidate me that way. But when it becomes like personal about me, uh, I, um, I, I melt and I'm a weirdo. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, so what Hank Cherry would say he couldn't do your job, and I think you know you you don't hear that enough, but it's the truth, and, and that is definitely a pat on the back for you to hear something like that. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy. I think everybody's in the right spot in their place. You know what I mean? And I think that that's honestly where we all try should try to be in life. You know, like I think way too many people. Um, you know, don't enjoy the opportunities we all have. You know, you always hear that from retired people. They're like, man, that job I had, and that's not even just crazy jobs like mine. You know, you, you, you don't have to travel very far in a park to run into an old dude who was once a sales executive. And, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, when he used to fly over to Japan or to all these places and these experiences he had with work. But you see so many people when they're living those experiences and everything, and they're just miserable. I'm happy where I am. I love my job. I, I mean, I can't wait to, I mean, to me, it, you want to make every show better. So it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love to fish, but I mean, it, but I also think that I'm such a spaz that I couldn't live a life where I just did one thing. You know what I mean? Like every day's different. Um, like this morning, I'm doing this, talking to you, but then this afternoon I'm actually going to be in the water swimming and 
shooting underwater footage of fish. Uh, you know, and this time next week, I'll be in the arena in front of thousands of people announcing, you know, the winner of the Classic. It, it, it's a crazy, crazy world, but but I love all the experiences. Yeah, and it, and it shows in the, in the way uh, we see you. You are excited by it, and it's definitely a genuine excitement and happiness. And I need to take a quick break. We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. Our guest is the one and only Dave Mercer. We will be right back after this. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I am Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. He is not here. Uh, he is remote, unable to enjoy spending time with our guest, uh, Mr. Dave Mercer. You know, We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. You know, if you would be interested in becoming an advertising partner of the We Fish ASA podcast, you can contact us through our website, wefishasa.com. We're easy enough to find on social media, like when you locate us on Facebook. Please like us, follow us, and share our posts. We appreciate that. Maybe I'll get some tips on social media from one of the kings of social media, the host of Facts of Fishing, the MC for all of the major Bassmaster events, Mr. Dave Mercer. Hey, Dave, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk about the classic, which is in uh, uh, Lay Lake in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the United States. I think that ensures a huge Huge fan turnout for the uh, the Classic and the Expo. It's uh, Friday, June 11th through Sunday, June 13th. What is your schedule? When do you get down there, and what do you do in the days prior to prepare? Well, I mean, the Classic, just like most sports championships, whether it be a Super Bowl or whatever, I mean, obviously the Classic is referred to as the Super Bowl of Bass Fish, and it's a lot more than the few days or the competition that you see. So it is a week-long event. You know, I'll get into town um, kind of the Monday before the event starts, 
and we start, you know, doing interviews with anglers. We start, the anglers are pre-fishing at that point, but then we all stay of a day off and that's their kind of angler meeting day where they go through kind of all the, the run of the show and how, where they're expected to be at what times. And, and that's the angler rules meeting and that sort of thing. Then on top of that, we have, you know, a bunch of all those interviews you see on the classic show, those interviews are done earlier in the week. And then on Wednesday, the anglers get their final day out on the water. We bring them back that night. Then we have what is called a night of champions, which we celebrate the previous angler of the year. And, and it's a black tie dinner. You know, all the couples, everybody in the industry loves to be part of. And, uh, and then Thursday's media day. So, by the time we get to competition on Friday, I mean, you're so ready for the classic to start. I mean, everybody's ready to explode. But uh, so all day Thursday's media day, and then I'll spend a bunch of time in the arena doing sound checks that day as well. But then the actual event starts, and it'll start on Friday. My schedule for this one, I'll probably get up at about 3.30 in the morning um, to head to the lake, which is about an hour outside of, of where we're staying, right in Fort Worth. So I'll drive to the lake, you'll be there, you know, by the time you get there and everything, takeoff for this event is at 6.15 in the morning. So I'll do the entire takeoff. We'll do, you know, interviews with the anglers on the dock, about an hour-long live show that we do with the anglers and thousands of people that come to watch takeoff. Then the anglers leave, and then I'll immediately head back to Fort Worth as soon as they leave. And uh, on my way back to Fort Worth, I'll stop at the expo, and I'll do a few hours of live uh, on the Bassmaster Live set. And then in between there, I think after that, I get to head back to the arena. We'll do a sound check. I think we have another live segment that I'll do with Davey Height for another hour, at uh, you know, which we're going to do from the arena. And then around 4 o'clock that afternoon, basically 13 hours after I woke up, um, I actually start my real job which is emptying the Bassmaster Classic. So uh, it's a crazy week. How, how prepared are you in advance for the onstage work? Or is most of it, because uh, you have no control over the timing or the order of the people you're going to be talking to on the way in, you know all these guys on a personal basis, but are, are you able to ad-lib ad most of this? It's almost 100% ad-libbed. I mean, outside of specific sponsor mentions that, you know, you'll hear me say at certain times, you know what I mean, which obviously those are planned. Um, but, but as far as the interaction with the anglers and everything, that's 100% ad-libbed. Like, there's nothing planned. There's nobody saying, okay, you know, Patrick Walters is coming up next. Ask him about his two century belts. Like nobody's saying that stuff it, 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 outside of the odd situation where, where a producer may say to me, Hey, we've got some footage we're going to show of so-and-so and that'll drive a direction of cresting. But for the most part, it's all ad lib. Um, and it's all basically that's what happens earlier in the week. I mean, and that's what happens all year. You know, basically my relationship with a lot of those anglers, so I don't, weirdly enough, you think I spend a lot of time cramming and thinking, okay, when so-and-so comes day one, I'm going to ask them this. And it's not that. A lot of times it's just, I do research on all the anglers. I have relationships with all the anglers. And 
And it all depends on what happens that day, what I ask them, you know, or what direction it goes. So most of that is, is believe it or not, ad-libbed. And some days when you watch it, it it's quite believable that it's ad-libbed. Like all live shows, we have good days and bad days. <laughs> can, can, you, can you think of anything that you said you made a faux pas, uh, said the wrong thing, uh, wish you could have taken it back? Well, knock on wood, um, and I'm knocking on my head and every piece of wood I have around. I, I, I have yet to have my Steve Harvey moment. Um, but, but I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, let's, and, and let's be honest, that was not Steve Harvey's fault. I mean, I want to defend him right now. There was an envelope he read. There was also somebody in his ear telling him who the winner was. So Steve Harvey totally went down, which which will, which is what will happen to me if, if it goes wrong, too. Let's be honest. No. But I will tell you what my most embarrassing moments happened on the Bassmaster Classic stage, and it happened with Jason Christie. And it was, we, we had, um, and I'll give you some breaking news, just so you know, nobody knows this yet. Okay. This year's Classic will be in the round. So that means our stage will be in the center of the arena and oh. everybody will be around it, which... It's something we only do every few times, you know, every once in a while. We've only ever done it once while I worked for Bass, which is, you know, 11 years now. So it's been, been a while, but, but but last time we did it, I really screwed up. And it, it was down to the wire. The two last guys standing there is Jason Christie and Jordan Lee. Well, Jordan Lee comes from behind and beats Jason Christie. And I'm running around the stage like the, over dramatic drama queen that I I watched a lot of wrestling growing up if you can't tell so the the announcement that I came up with for Jordan when he won uh, which I think was kind of fitting you know Ben was unbelievable for Jordan Lee yeah, that's good so while I'm yell, yelling that and I'm literally dropped to my knees and for those of you I mean everybody's listening to this and if you've never seen me I'm a I'm a heavier fella I mean, it's not like a little skinny felt dude. So I'm laid back on my knees on the on the the middle section of the runway. So there's four sections to exit the stage, and all week every photographer's been yelling at me because I've been in everyone's shot because there's no where to go to get out of the shot when you're on a round stage like that. So I've learned that my good spot is the exit ramp, but the problem was. Uh, I was in the exit ramp at the worst time because I'm laid back on my knees and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, unbelievable. And as that happens, I see this rather large leg go to step over me. And it was Jason Christie who had just lost. And he's trying to exit the stage. And I hear him say, I got to get through here. And I felt like a total piece of crap. I've never stopped apologizing to Jason about that. Um, and I, I should probably be smarter enough to tell people the story because most people never even noticed it. Oh, that is fine. <laughs> that is fine. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at the list of 54 of the best anglers in the world uh, coming up real soon. Uh, uh, June uh, 10th, 11th, what, what days did I say? June 11th, 12th, and 13th, Lake Lay, Fort Worth, Bassmaster Classic. Who's going to win this thing? Oh, this one? I mean, I'm going to go with two. two. I'm going to throw you two names. And, and the classic is always the toughest one to predict because it, it just it just is that way. You know, people have supernatural performances, but I'm going to go two. I'm going to go 
a guy who has had so many seconds. You know, he just keeps knocking at the door. He's from Fort Worth. I'm going Chris Zaldane. And, and if it's not Zaldane, I think we're going to have two young Titans battling it out. It'll either be Chris Zaldane or Brandon Polnick, who may just be the hottest angler on the planet right now. He's won three events within the last year and a half. Um, so those two guys are my pick, which means they probably won't win, and it'll be somebody else. I, I got a, I got a little check mark next to Chris Zaldane, too. I, I like Chris, and it is home water, which is oftentimes the kiss of death rather than a blessing, but I, I don't think it's going to affect him. There, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good young guys in this. I like Brian New. I like uh, Patrick Walters. Uh, hey, hey uh, uh, guy that's been around, Clark Wetland, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a Texas guy, too. Look at that home water thing. Uh, I, I'm all, I can never count out uh, John Cox. He's a fishing machine. Uh, see what he does down there. Well, you got a bunch of Canadians in this thing. What the heck is going on with that? Do they have a chance? Well, of course they got a shot. But, I mean, it's know, statistically I, I, I more likely they'll win this classic than any classic because, I mean, a Canadian had never won a Bassmaster event in the over 50-year history of Bass. They closed the border, and we've had two Canadians win <laughs> since they closed the border. So statistically, a Canadian most likely, there's bigger chance of them to win this classic than any because the border is still closed. And, uh, and you know, it would just be the way it works for one of them to win it when none of their family or anybody could be there. But, hey, those guys uh, are great anglers, as they've proved. I mean, two of the three of them have won an elite series already. Um, they all are in contention for Angler of the Year year yeah. after year. So, yeah, you're you going to want to watch all three of those you guys. Said two of the, and, uh, you, said two out of, you said two of three, but I think you meant three of four. Uh, the three are, are Jeff Gustafson, Chris Johnson, Corey Johnson. The fourth would be uh, Seth Fighter, who's probably going to win Angler of the Year, and he has, I think, been adopted as an honorary Canadian. Uh, all he does is hang out with you Canadians, so you might as well take him. Go ahead. Well, yeah, he does live in the one part of America that's actually north of Mo where I live in Canada. So, um, and, and we have a dinner at the events every Friday night. You know, we'll all get together for dinner and it starts as the Canadian dinner. And Seth does come to that every single Friday. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll take him. I mean, uh, hey, first Canadian angler of the year, maybe. That would be, cool. that would be really cool. Well, man, I wish we had more time. Uh, I'm up against the clock and I, I need to let you go. Dave Mercer. You are truly, truly a superstar in the world of fishing. Uh, love your work. Enjoy it. Can't wait to see that uh, weigh in for the classic. You do such a great job. Uh, just enjoy it, buddy. You do you do a wonderful job, and uh, good luck this year. Thank you very much, and I look forward to coming back on again anytime. Excellent. We'll talk to you soon. Dave Mercer, Facts of Fishing, Bassmaster MC. He is the man, I'll tell you. It is wonderful to talk to Dave Mercer. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best start fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dan Johnston from St. Croix, Rich Belanger, Take a Vet Fishing. What a great organization. How appropriate as I am actually recording this on Memorial Day. Take a Vet Fishing, what a great organization. And then a true superstar in the world of fishing, broadcasting. This guy's got his fingers in every pie. 
Bassmaster Elite, Bassmaster Classic, MC, and the host of Facts of Fishing, the one and only Dave Mercer. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. They have the widest line of fishing reels in the business. They fit every need. They fit every price point. And if you want a quality fishing reel, don't look any farther than the offerings from our good friends at Daiwa. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, by a free app for Stitcher Radio and the Apple App Store. You can always hear the We Fish ASA podcast at our website, wefishasa.com. You know, if you like what you hear, please let us know. And if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone you think we ought to have on this show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing! I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.